0: What's up, Internet? You're tuned in to episode 79 of the podcast I'm your host, and Bessie, joined as always by my very good friend, Mr. Stephen Radford. Hello. And standing in for DJing the Content Lewis this week, AJ McRae of the Fanatics 4!
1: Hi, hello, I am here. Welcome back, bro. Um, thank you. I'm like I keep wanting to like gesture to can but this isn't on camera. <laughs>
2: <so>. <laughs>
1: you just like rubber banded and caught up with
0: us. Are you good now? I'm good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right here, so I just introduced you, just say what's up now. I'd said hi, hello. <laughs> I said it. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> good luck, It's DJ. in the recording, <laughs> you know? Pick which one you Clean like better. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: so, welcome back to the show, man. It's
1: good to have you back. Thanks. It's good to be back, you know? You gotta get you on my show one of these days. <laughs> yeah, like maybe, like maybe like tomorrow. Yeah, would be good, that's, you know? you
0: know, that sounds good. Here... I feel like anytime something happens in the world of Pokemon, like you come on our show, I go yep. on your show, mm-hmm. both shows get ballooned up by an additional hour that's of us sure. arguing about Pokemon. Yeah, for sure. It's and like we're
1: kinda like arguing around the same point. Like we're both saying the same thing. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, it's and that's I think the funniest thing about it is like it's not even heated. It's just literally just oh,
1: you're you're willing to match my energy
0: on this yeah. right now? Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, <for sure>. <laughs> Definitely.
1: <laughs> It's December twenty-seventh. I blame that. I blame the birthday.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it's it's the same birthday energy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> did you know that, Steve? I did know that, yeah. yeah. But I still yeah. we still need to find out what time you were born because I still think we were probably born on the same day. It's true. I, I wanna to know.
0: Like I wanna know how many hours apart we were all born. Yeah. I gotta figure <laughs> it out. Uh
2: find out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, But uh, just in case the people, like if they're new listeners, they're not familiar, why don't you just let them know what Fanatics 4 is about, where they can find you, what your latest video
1: this week is about. Hello, I'm AJ from Fanatics 4, and I make, uh, I guess, video essays is the best way to describe it, about Nintendo games and stuff. My latest video is about Pokemon and how Pokemon Snap could potentially be used to make Pokemon as a whole better. But, you know, it's a a whole rigmarole that you got to watch the video to to really understand my thought process, you know?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, everyone, go check that one out, uh, Fanatics 4 over on YouTube. And then uh, you guys have your own podcast directly to you as well, which you can also find over there. So go check them out.
1: We talk about pears and Nintendo stuff, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) And
0: I'm going to be on this week's episode to talk about pears and Pokemon. So go check that out. It's true. It's true. Alright, so that's enough shilling for you. Let me shill for us now. Uh, welcome to the Podcast, com's weekly Nintendo podcast where we get together to talk about all things Nintendo. Where this week, you guessed it, we're talking about a lot of Pokemon. Uh, so strap in. But before we get into that, uh, let me just tell you real quick where you can find us around the web, how you can show your support. If you want to get the rest of our content, head over to LootPots.com where you can check out our news and reviews. Head over to the YouTube channel where you can find some of our video essays about Pokemon. Uh, Nintendo, Well, as you might have guessed. Uh, you can also head over to our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash looppots, where last night, AJ and I actually were streaming a little bit of Pokemon with DJ. And that's uh, so a if you want to go podcast. check out that mod, it should still be up by now. <laughs> yeah, that turned into a podcast about Pokemon <laughs> and Zelda and everything in between in and of itself. So uh, go check that one out. It was a great conversation. Plenty of the two of us talking about Pokemon this Just week. Just all you.
1: over the internet.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, and uh, if you want to keep up with everything that we're doing, again, just follow at Potts wherever your social media is sold, and uh, we're there, we're updating, we're keeping stuff, uh, keeping stuff going over there. And uh, last but not least, if you want to get involved with the show, you can head over to our Discord and hit us up in our podcast channel, get your thoughts right on the air in our mailpot segment, just like a bunch of the fine folks this episode did. Uh, we're going to kick off with one of those. And this one comes from Olaf over on the Discord, who says, simple question to start off
1: with, first impressions of the Isle of Armor DLC. I like it. Um I like it. <laughs> it's it's cool. Um I kind of like it it's it's like I feel conflicted on it in the sense that it feels almost too long, <laughs> like because I'm just like okay, I don't really care about doing <laughs> this specific thing. Like, um, I just wrapped it up, and the end is kind of like fetch questy, and I don't really like that. Like, it seems like they kind of just included that to give it like the like the uh, the essence of an RPG thing, and it's like uh, like, mm. uh, was this necessary? You gave me a whole run around. You're like, oh, get get the nectar. No, not that nectar. This nectar. No, not that nectar oh it's honey it's honey get that then <laughs> it's like oh, okay man but outside of that like the new pokemon you know like the new stuff that they're adding to the battle system like the, the new items and ways to like turn your pokemon into Dragon Data max pokemon and all that stuff that's dope i like that
0: so i'm not quite as far as aj is um i'm still pretty early days because <clears throat> when we were playing our stream uh last night that was you know, a good chunk of the time I spent with it so far, and we spent most of that just, like, running around, raiding, catching Pokemon, and shooting the shit. Right. Um, so I haven't gotten too far into, like, the story content itself. Um, I'm still doing the the three, like, things you have to do to get Cubfu. I just finished the, the uh, second one before I went to bed last night, got the mushrooms or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm about to get through that chunk of it and get into, I think, like, the meat of it. So I'll have to have more thoughts on it for everybody next week. Um, but in terms of just like, the actual, like, what I've seen of it, I'm really satisfied with the amount of content that does seem to be there, right? To the point where you're saying it feels like it's too long. That's cool. Right. Um, Because I feel like a lot of people were – Kind of wondering if it was going to be worth the spend, which actually takes us into another question I'll pull out of the mail pot from uh, Left Eye Lazy, one of our Patreon supporters. Who says, "Do you feel like the DLC justifies the extra cost?" We're looking at the first ninety plus dollar Pokemon game, almost a third of the price of the console, and that's just considering you bought one of the two titles. Is it a cost effective experience as an adult gamer?
1: So I'm finding that that's like a complicated answer for for Pokemon just in general, because. What Pokemon Company seems to see the value in Pokemon doesn't align with everybody with what they think the value should be, right? Because for some people, Pokemon is just another RPG pokemon's not that you know like as far as like what they want it to be it's not just an rpg the rpg is like a means to an end so the bulk of the content that they're selling you is everything around the story content and i said like i think that is too long but if i bought it for the story content it wouldn't be long enough (laughs) you know like it's probably like all told if you're like playing just that and you like beeline straight to the story it's probably like four hours maybe a little more maybe a little less um, so I don't know if anybody that is, like, buying it and being like, I'm gonna get, uh, the story that I wanted when I first bought Pokemon Sword and Shield, it's not gonna be that. But if you're like, I want more Pokemon to catch and more reasons to, like, you know, play post-game related stuff and more raids and, you know, more Pokemon to, like, build teams with and make the Pokemon that you already have better, whether you need to Gigantamax your starter or whatever, right? Um, it's worth it in that regard.
0: Yeah, I, I have a similar impression of it based on the amount of time that I've invested um, because obviously all I can really talk about from the story and everything is like the conversations that we've had and, and what you're telling me now. Um, I haven't really seen too much other discourse about it, but I think like <clears throat> looking at the map and the amount of you know content that's there of how big that wild area is and how much bigger it feels than the wild area was pro- in the main game proper, That feels significant enough to me, I think, to warrant the the price of admission, assuming that you're the kind of player that you're talking about, AJ, where like if you're just going in for that four-hour campaign experience, I could see you feeling like it wasn't enough because you spent $60 and got a campaign that was a considerable amount longer Mm. than four hours, right? Right. Um, But I think if you're somebody who is into raids and completing the decks and doing all those other things that not every player is going to do, I think you'll definitely be happy that you spent the money.
1: Right. Like, I I think of it almost in the way that I think of, like, the cost of, like, the Joy-Con, right? Where the reason why the Joy-Con costs so much is because there's a lot of stuff built into this tiny space, right? Like, they're expensive to make. They're complicated little pieces of tech, right? Um, Not everybody feels like it's going to be worth it for NFC you know not everybody cares about HD rumble but it's still in there Nintendo can't say well okay since you don't care about HD rumble I'll knock off ten dollars right um that's kind of right. what this is like it's like you might not care about the like campaign or the max rate battles or the 100 Pokemon that's getting added with this part specifically or whatever right but it's there and that's what they're charging for they're charging for the overall value not like their uh the perception of what you might think is valuable to you right So it really just depends on if you look at the package for what it is and say, I like enough of what is on offer for it to be worth it for me, then yeah. Um, Objectively, I would say it definitely is. If we break it down to like, okay, all together for $30, you get 200. How much work went into this? Yeah, you get 200 more Pokemon, which is 50% more to the Pokedex, right? So just, just in that regard, right there, then you get what? I would say just based of, like, what we know uh, as far as, like, the size of the new areas, that's, like, what, 2.25 more uh, two point twenty five more times the wild area, you know? Like, I, I would say that this wild area sure, that yeah, we, yeah. we got is, like, 1.25, and then it looks like the other one's going to add a whole other wild area, you know? So, in that regard, yeah, like, sheer numbers-wise, then, yeah, definitely, but, like, you might not care about that enough want to pay more yeah and i think that said
0: i had a conversation with a a friend of mine who was kind of critical of the dlc's pricing model when we were first shown it Mm -hmm. um because i think there's an argument to be made that a certain amount of the content that we're paying for in this dlc is stuff that we used to get in past games for free but i think that is a is a pretty faulty comparison when you look at how well realized the like environment of the Isle of armor is in terms of the fact that the entire thing is an open area where there are Pokemon models literally everywhere. It feels way more alive and lived in than the wild area did in the game proper, which, you know, I think I pinged in my own review for, for um, like feeling kind of empty, mm-hmm. you know? And like, it's like, it feels big until it doesn't. right? Right. Whereas like, I don't feel like I'm going to get that same moment here because I feel like just looking at the map, there's more biodiversity. There's like, you know, you'll see like a little like pond in the middle of an area that's, you know, not totally water oriented and there's a few water Pokemon there and then there's a little patch of sand over here and like all those things, like it it just feels like a better realization of that idea and that it's like a deeper exploration of that. So to me, like I look at that and I I feel like, There's a lot of areas where we got more than what I was expecting, Mm. you know? So would I be happier if they were a little cheaper? Yeah. I think $30 is like a little steep for something that doesn't add, you know, um, half a game to the content. But I'm also way, way more in support of this idea then, what then them seeing? doing
1: exactly this, but for $60, you know, like just releasing yeah. Pokemon Sword and Shield plus the expansion pass for $60 mm-hmm. rather than saying, okay, right. you already have Pokemon Sword and Shield, so here's just the expansion pass for the
0: $30. Right. And that's what we would have had to do in decades prior or yeah, games or prior. just
1: rather. Ultra Sun is literally that. <laughs> right. Exactly.
0: Uh, so... We're going to talk a lot more about Pokemon. We'll put a pin in that for a minute um, so we can, like, let Steve talk. Um, I also played I also Persona 5 Royal this week, and I wasn't going to talk about it, but Steve wanted me to. So what questions do you have for me,
2: Steve? I just want to know where you are. So I think you were on the third palace last time we spoke. Mm-hmm. Where are you now?
0: Uh, so I beat the... No, hold on. Which one's the... Okay, I'm a... I beat the fourth one.
2: Which is which one? Pyramid? Uh,
0: it's the pyramid. Okay. Yeah. So
2: you've, I don't want to say whose it is. Yeah, yeah, you just caught up to where I left, I think. I started okay. the fifth palace and then I gave up. I was like, I can't do anymore. This is too long a game. <laughs> so <laughs> I, from now on, I, I don't want to know anymore because it's going to be spoilers from here on in, but I'm still okay, enjoying so- it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I'm still enjoying it. I'm still in on it. Um, I am terrified about what's going to happen, though, because now it's like, all right, uh, I have Pokemon, which you know, it'll only take me a little bit more time, but I do want to get back into competitive. So, like, that's going to be a time sink if I actually commit to doing that. Mm-hmm. But then Last of Us comes out tomorrow, and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, within a few weeks, Ghost of is coming around the corner. There's, like, plenty of games on the horizon that I'm interested in. Um, so, I'm still in on Persona. I want to keep playing it. I am committed to finishing it. It's just like. Whew, Am I gonna be playing this game into twenty twenty one? Because that's what it feels like. Yeah, it's that's so goddamn long. <laughs> <laughs> it's so long, and I know I'm gonna get distracted. Oh, but so uh, you have been playing a little bit of uh, you. So I, I saw you started playing Bioshock too. Let's start there.
2: Yeah, so I finished Bioshock. So we spent last week, and I was like really close to the end. So I finished. you were like at the end. Yeah, pretty much. So like I finished that off. I escaped and. Um, I got the good ending for the first time because I saved all the little sisters this time. So bef- like when I first played, I've only played Bioshock once before, which was on the Xbox 360. And I didn't realize back then that if you save all the little sisters, you get one ending. If you harvest them all, you get another ending. Or if you do a mix of both, you get a different ending as well. So I finally got the good ending. Um, nice. <laughs> and, and I've moved on to Bioshock 2, which in some ways is a, a much superior game. It feels way more modern. Um, you have access to like the plasmids and your weapon at all times. I wasn't a fan originally of how they moved some of the buttons around. Like They've moved the first aid kit to the right arrow on the D-pad, which is a pain in the ass. It used to be the B button, so I could like Cut. and I, was shooting, I could quickly press B and get a health pack. But now it's like right on the D-pad, which on the Pro Controller is not great because it's not a good <laughs> D-pad. Uh, so I, I find myself hitting the wrong button sometimes. Um, but... Yeah, it's, it's a much better game. I love the underwater sessions. Uh, sections. I love the fact that I'm a big daddy and I'm like playing a stuff Um, like I have to now pick up little sisters and then take them around to like harvest Adam and stuff, which is a really cool aspect. The hacking. Sig-
0: Had you played Bioshock Two before? Uh,
2: I I have, but it was so long ago that I can hardly remember any of it. Mm-hmm. So, I, I remember the train and I remember like the, the a lot of the main characters, but I couldn't really remember a lot of the story. Um, but it's a definite significant improvement over the first one. Uh, just like going from literally playing it to uh, like five minutes before to playing Bioshock 2, you can yeah. really see the differences in uh, what they changed. A lot of like, um, uh, just like feature improvements and like, uh, the hacking for example is significantly easier they've like added new dynamics where you've got like this remote hacking gun and you can like shoot um a remote hacking dart like um, a turret and you can then get it to take out all of the enemies while you're like completely further away which is really really cool that is cool and there's like a bunch of stuff like um tonics now are like is one upgradable slot whereas like originally in the first game you had like engineering tonics physical tonics things like that you had to like get different slots for each one of those now you can just get one slot and you can like swap them out as you want so Uh, I'm definitely enjoying it still. I think I'm probably going to put it on pause because The Last of Us 2 is out tomorrow and I will be playing that this weekend. Um, And then uh, probably get back to it after The Last of Us (laughs) if I'm then not moving on to Paper Mario. So we'll see if I ever finish Bioshock 2. I may not.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess no, but... (laughs) We'll see. Yeah, that's
2: my <laughs> guess. I mean, uh, I didn't do particularly well with Fire Emblem, as I know, and I know that's still on my list I need to get back to at some point.
0: And you keep promising <laughs> me you're going to play it. And I, every time, I'm like, maybe this will be the time, and it never is.
2: No, it never is. I played five minutes of that game, and that was it.
0: <laughs> Great. Thank you so much for respecting my game of the year like that. Uh, so <clears throat> you also played uh, Good Job and Conduct Together. Let's try to keep it brief on these because we got a lot to get to.
2: Yeah, so good job. I finished that that up. I played that in game entirely with Macaulay, uh, and it was an absolute blast. It's probably one of my favorite multiplayer experiences on the Switch. Wow! It's absolutely fantastic. Absolute blast to play. You can d- pretty much destroy absolutely everything in sight. You can mess around with all of the the people that are there. Like one of the later levels, there's like a vacuum cleaner, and you have to like suck things up to like move the statues around. <laughs> but you can literally suck everything up. But if you suck too much, it explodes, and there's just like an explosion <laughs> of literally. <laughs> (laughs) Everything you suck up just blows all over the screen. It's awesome. Um, And then when you finally finish the game, there's like uh, like a meet the developers section, and you can like go into their office and you can like fuck with all the developers (gasps) that played the game, like made the game, (laughs) and you can like see their like uh, the their names over their heads, and you can like suck up their uh, uh, computers or like uh, chuck goo all over the floor and stuff, and spill water all over the place. Absolutely awesome game fun little puzzles i've been streaming a bunch of it over on twitch i think they're archived if you want to go over and see um some footage of it uh but if you're looking for like a two-player game highly recommend it you can also play it single player but i found playing it co-op was probably the best way to go and you can just play it with like a single joy-con or you can play with the pro controller or however you want um but i definitely recommend that it's a really really good game
0: i uh <clears throat> i told sarah about the fact that like there's a different set of levels for a two player and she was like oh i'm so down so now i'm I'm, well. Lord knows when I'll actually find time to play it. I was just <laughs> talking about there's way too many games right now. but uh,
2: and, like then, give it a shot. and then the other thing I picked up was Conduct Together because it was one of these games they're doing it where they've reduced it to 89p so it gets boosted up the charts and then eventually it will end up going back to full price. But I managed to get it. In America, it's one cent. So if you want it, you can go buy it for one cent for like two more days uh, by the time this airs uh, and you can like go get this game. It's It like... Um, it kind of presents itself as either a single player or a multiplayer game it's not really, it's it's definitely a single player game uh, because you use one controller to like uh, change the tracks of a train and the other controller stops like trains that are going on the tracks Uh, but the whole concept is that you like have like three or four different uh, trains going around and you have to like get them to pick up passengers and take them to different colored train stations. But like there's there's, like traffic going over the top of the train tracks. There's like uh, trains that can collide into each other. There's freight trains that come through and kind of ruin everything. And so you can play it with like two players and like one player's like stop train A or like move track number four, but it's really not fun. We tried it on the stream on Monday and it was absolutely terrible. It just didn't work. So we ended up just like alternating um, alternating who was playing like I would play one level and Macaulay would play the other level and then we would like swap back um, but I've been playing it single player and it is it is a really fun game I don't know that it's, it, it really matches it's £18 price tag but for 89p I'm having an absolute blast with it so for if a you, cent. If you can get it for a cent in on the U.S. store. I managed to get it for free because I had gold coins. So I just yeah. was just like, yes, I'll just download that for free.
0: What's that, one gold coin? Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. All right. All right, so we're going to jump into the news, which, uh, as phew, I think is obvious to everybody, it's the Pokemon Presents uh, presentation that was at the top of the list this week. Um, we got a, a good amount of announcements, obviously some more important than others. Uh, I'm just yeah, going to go through them chronologically. Pokemon and Smile we'll...
1: is the most important announcement of this year. <laughs> we need our kids to need to all know right, so how then... to brush their teeth, my guy. It's very important. Let's start
0: there. <laughs> Pokemon Smile, keep, Yo, Everybody's going to be able to do. brush
1: their teeth. They're going to have to freaking uh, <laughs> d- destroy Garbodor or something. The little kids in Japan, in particular, are going to love that game, man, because they like attacking things to kill germs. I hear that's a big thing in that's Japan. That's what kids like. If I know anything
0: about kids, they love killing germs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah,
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> I haven't tried it, Steve. Uh, I I don't know that I will, <laughs> but it's like I it's a cute idea. You know, like I get it. Like, I think it's funny how many people were, like, really trying to dunk on it. Like, oh, great. It's like, guys, you forget that Pokemon is, like, a kid's franchise because this is, like, obviously for kids. Yeah, it's like people
1: 35 years old. I've known how to brush my teeth. Either that or I never brush my teeth. (laughs) I don't need this game. And then, like, then it's just like, all right, but, like, clearly not everything they announced is going to be for you, and it shouldn't be. Right.
2: I, oh. I'm downloading it right now. I'm I'm loving the icon with the little chubby Pokemon on it. and it's got his little I do like brush. the designs. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome.
1: Game of
0: the
2: year. Dude. Yeah, um, part
0: of me like wants to make a video about it just as like a meme, but <laughs> yeah, like it's like all right guys, let's see. Do like a very
1: serious <laughs> review, but like it, it has to, it has to be like on the positive end <laughs> and you're like take you like take it very 10. seriously. So, like, yeah, you're like and on you know, th- this part of the game and the graphics and you know like
2: It'll be wild, dude. There's a giant. Like, I've just uh, opened it up. There's a giant warning: children must play with an adult present to avoid any accidents. Oh no.
0: Oh good. <laughs> Pokemon Smile <laughs> is the Timmy the Tooth of video games.
2: Who's Timmy the Tooth? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's, a, it's, a, it's an American thing, I guess. <laughs> and his pal Brush Brush. Okay, so uh, we also got Pokemon Cafe Mix, which. Is a, it's another mobile slash, <laughs> which yeah, it was another. It's it's another one of those mobile slash switch Pokemon games. It's like you run a cafe, you have this very like weird match em up puzzle game where you're oh, just like yeah. kind of spinning yeah, it. Gross. It doesn't look it's very gross. good at
1: all. It's gross because you're mixing soup and you got put. You putting your hand. It's like freaking scary movie with the guy that had the hand (laughs) and he like put his whole hand in the in the pie or whatever or cake and he was like it's like that man (laughs) it's gross
0: it's no
1: good it's gross
0: Uh, Then we also got some news about uh, stuff going on in Sword and Shield and Pokemon Go. Mega Evolutions are coming to Pokemon Go along with some other changes. We're not really Pokemon
1: Go people, so if you are, there are other better resources for you to find that information. They're like, hey, look at Mega Evolutions. Just Pokemon Go. Too bad.
0: (laughs) All right. Okay. Never mind. Uh, but then there's also, um, <clears throat> they had like an event that we went and were a part of on the raids, which I think it, by the time you're listening to this will be over, but I'm bringing it up because we did have a VOD about it. That was pretty fun. So if you want to go over to the Twitch, check out the uh, stream that we did the other night. It was a good time. Yes. All right. Heavy hitters. Let's get into it. New Pokemon yes. Snap. What the fuck is up, you guys? Lit. i was so hype about this and so it literally as soon as they showed the pikachu and it was the camera thing i was like whoa yeah and i i was like i said it loud enough that uh my fiance was like what and then they like the thing dropped out and i was like oh holy shit i started losing she's like what what is happening i'm (laughs) like pokemon snap what the fuck oh my god and man it's one of those things I feel like we've been asking for since 1999, and I thought we would never get it. it w- I thought it would be one of those things that I would get to dunk on Nintendo for for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. It's just like, why don't you just do this? What, like Mother Everybody 3? would buy that. Mother it would be yeah, exactly. set the world Yeah, exactly. like Mother 3, yeah. On. Yeah, right. Like, I thought it would be a meme forever, and then now it's here. And the fact that it's literally called New Pokemon Snap is the funniest fucking thing <laughs> in the world to me. it's new (laughs) why do you just call it
1: two it's also see it's confusing because like i don't know if it's a pokemon mystery dungeon dx situation like their their messaging sounds like they very much so do not want people to think that because they're like an all new game this entirely new game has you with your entirely new trainer and and your new camera taking pictures of new pokemon but like (laughs) The beginning of the trailer is like literally just the first level Pokemon's Snap,
0: <laughs> so like I feel like that was just to like give you the nostalgia tease. I though, don't know, you know? though, yeah, like I don't the, know.
2: in the trailers, still got the copyright from like the original game of the bonds. yeah. I don't, I don't of like ha- the Howl Labs copyright,
0: yeah, and like definitely no doubt there are beats in it that are from the original game. I wouldn't be surprised if those same levels are there, and then there's also new stuff, yeah, like. I mean, That's
2: my now. guess. And I'm hoping that they didn't call it two because they're going to continue to add to because it. Because they're going to make two. And we're going to see, two. like, with every... That with That e- hot. I mean, it'd be great. Like, with every single expansion pass that comes out, every single new generation of Pokemon, they just keep adding it to Pokemon Here's what they're going to Snap. do.
1: Here's what they're going to do. I got you. Uh, five years from now, Pokemon Snap 2, right? It's going to come out. It's going to be hype. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then 20 years after that, new Pokemon Snap 2. That's going to be the cycle. (laughs) You heard it here first. That's the release cycle. (laughs) You get two games in two years every 20
0: years. years. (laughs) It's like the Haley's Comet of video games.
1: they're like hey man what else Get are we supposed to do okay they're, they're like okay new pokemon snap comes out because mirrorless cameras are hot now you know back then dslrs like they're like you know slrs and stuff like that it doesn't really change that much but now we got mirrorless cameras so camera like photography is hype again <laughs> and then it's just gonna all right it's boring all right we're done we'll come back when new camera tech comes <laughs> out that people care about eh? when they invent 3d cameras yeah. I'm surprised
2: so, he wasn't just using a smartphone. Like I genuinely thought it would just be someone with like a smartphone. Yeah, no, they literally have freaking
1: Rotom. They have the the Rotom camera too in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Dude, <laughs>
0: see that I'm more surprised by that it wasn't like a Rotom camera. Yeah. But no, this guy's old school. Yeah, it's
1: true. <laughs> it's true. No, but that's going to be Jesus, I... that's going to be a new game plus. Is you freaking take a picture of Rotom and then he possesses your camera. And then it's going to be better somehow. He's going to instead of throwing the pester balls at Pokemon, you're just going to freaking tase them with with, with like Thunder Shock. <laughs> there it is. So, what do you got? What do you think the release on this thing is
0: like? How how far out do you think we are from it? Um, I, I think
2: 2021. I think they were probably they shooting say it for 2020. Yeah, but did they?
1: Yeah, did they? Yeah, it said 2020. I didn't
2: see 2020. Pretty
1: sure it said I mean, 2020, I mean, 2020 at the end of the trailer. This like right. Now.
2: If Jordan's that's the case, 20. then then I would say this holiday season is probably going to be their game brand November time. I think it's going to be like October. But I <laughs> I didn't think they put a date on it.
0: So it, also in the tweet, I do just want to say it says it's an all new adventure inspired by the classic. NXT. Yeah.
1: So what does that uh, mean? I'm, I'm,
2: <laughs> like, yeah, that's what they all keep. That's what it's being. It's all new, but like inspired. inspired.
0: Yeah. Uh, I don't see.
2: Yeah, I didn't see a release date. Let they me said check the um at
0: the end of the trailer. I I saw that. I'm I'm looking at the trailer right now. Hold on.
2: I thought 2020 was at the end of the Mega Evolutions thing.
0: I think it was. That might have been what it was. But I, thought I said... don't. So yeah, it just says under construction. Oh, okay, I thought it yeah, was which my like, guess means there's a there's, a, there's yeah. a 2020 in the um the copyright.
2: Mm. Yeah, yeah, but it.
0: not not actually as like a here's when it's oh, coming. Okay. Like it yeah. just says it's in development.
2: Right. My guess is they were planning on releasing it this year, but due to the current situation it's they they don't want to put a date on it and it could probably slip into early next year
0: yeah i mean it doesn't really matter doesn't. honestly yeah. like this i think this is a game that like will hit no matter when it comes out mm. um i just want it a lot
2: yeah <laughs> but now it also I depends know. yeah I, I want it but it also depends on like what their big project is that they're announcing next week like yeah. it, that could be the big thing that's coming at the end of this year
0: you mean what they show us next week?
2: Yeah. 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 The next That's
0: Pokemon Presents thing. Um, so here, real, real quick, we'll answer uh, this question from the pot. This one comes from uh, Tyler Olson, who's another one of our Patreon supporters. Who says, where is the nearest blockbuster where I can print out my Pokemon Snap photos once the game uh, on Switch comes out? Uh, so here's... I don't
1: remember. <laughs> there is one. There's one. And it's like there's, the blockbuster. There's one left. But where... It's like in Utah uh, or some crap like that. You in- know... You know what's funny is,
0: uh, really close to my house, actually, there is a blockbuster sign still. It. Why? Um, and I remember when I first, because it's it's like on a big tall pole. Oh, they just
1: they just couldn't take it down.
0: <laughs> well, I just like I feel like it's probably so high, and that there's like there's no point mm. in doing it, and none of the businesses that are there are the kind of business that need a big pole. Yeah. So it's like.
1: So like, I remember when I
0: first moved here, I was walking around with my buddy who lives like a few blocks away. And I was like, God, it's like the remnants of an ancient <laughs> culture. <laughs> Are you looking it up, Steve?
2: Yeah. They have a Twitter account called Lone Blockbuster. Oh my
0: God. <laughs> Where is it?
2: Uh, One second. Find out. <laughs> it is in Oak Lawn Shopping Center, wherever that is. Okay,
0: great. (laughs) There you go, Tyler. Uh, I really hope that they at least put a kiosk at, like, the Nintendo store or something.
2: I don't think they will. I think they're going to do, like, I I don't think they will either. I I think it's going to be a mail-off thing. Like, you upload it, and they'll mail you the photos. I I think they will let you do it, but I I think it's going to be, like, maybe spend your My Nintendo points on actually something you want this time.
0: Put it in a Target! Come on! I was
2: talking about this yesterday, (laughs) (laughs) and I think...
1: And it's going to make people mad. It would not surprise me if it was like an influencer thing. If like before the game came out, they were like the Pokemon company, hit people up and was like, yo, you want to like get your Pokemon? You want to play Pokemon Snap and get your pictures printed out in like a dope book? You can show it to your fans or whatever.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. <laughs> oh, I really hope not. That would be really upsetting.
0: I mean, if we can get on the list, I'm cool. Yo, I'll, th- I'll, <laughs> hit up, I mean,
1: I'll hit up Pokemon Company for you guys. Because they, they send the please, every year. Be- every year they send um, Advent calendars, and they sent us one this year. Um,
0: Yo, so, yeah, yeah, please hook us up. That would be awesome. Thank you. Uh, okay, so like we said, another Pokemon Presents is coming on uh, on the twenty fourth. So next week, tease of another quote big project announcement. Lots of speculation. I think uh, I know. We've seen the rounds making. I think it was like Nintendo Life earlier mm-hmm. today shared a thing about it where, like, a lot of people are thinking it's going to be, like, a Let's Go Johto situation. Mm -hmm. Steve, I know you are excited about that idea. I am,
2: yeah.
1: What do we think? I think that— Do you think that's actually happening? I think Let's Go Johto is—I think that's too obvious. Like, I feel like that tease or whatever, if it is a tease, is too obvious for it to be their thing. Like, they might announce it. But, if it's that thing, it, like they got lazy with it because, like Pokemon, Sun and Moon, they tease Pokemon Sword and Shield and a and a freaking advertisement of toxicity in a random store or whatever, right? Like it's the type of hint that like you look back on it, and you're like, oh, shoot, they announced this game four years ago. But this is like, oh, there's Johto plushies, you know, that's a big brain uh, uh, teaser right there. Like nah, I think I think it's too obvious. what
2: about you steve Uh, i think it's probably something to do with detective pikachu we haven't heard anything Mm. else about that yet i could see them probably announcing that there's a new movie in progress along with like the game stuff that's also uh due like probably the detective pikachu port they will say give a release date and talk about detective pikachu 2 the Mm. sequel that's due for the nintendo switch but I would really love it to be a new Let's Go game, because I think I would actually go back and play another Pokemon game. I, I just didn't bother with Sword and Shield, a part, in part because of like one of the um, questions we had last week, you're talking about how like big games are just so intimidating, and like it's just it feels like such a huge time commitment, and in Pokemon Sword and Shield, there's just so much. There's the collecting of stuff, you've got the story arcs, you've got the raids, you've got the Gigantamax, you've got the wild area, you've got the competitive play and actually leveling up your pokemon whereas let's go i could like sit on my couch i could have my pokeball in my hand i could play the game with one hand throw the ball at the tv and that was it there was like no pressure to do anything it was just like a a real zen chill experience at the end of like a long work day i could just come home and i could be like i really want to try and get a shiny pikachu or a shiny eevee or a shiny whatever it is and, like, you could just keep throwing the ball and trying to catch them. And to me, that was, like, so appealing. And, and then Pokemon Sword and Shield was just what probably every Pokemon fan wanted. But I don't really call myself like a Pokemon fan. I just wanted something easy and chill to play where I could catch all the cool-looking creatures.
0: So, yeah, totally fair. I like Let's so Go. So, with that in mind, I I
1: think I'm aligned with you guys. I don't think it's going to be Let's Go. Um, I don't think that Let's Go would be the big thing. Like I, I wouldn't be surprised if they announce Let's Go, but I don't think it's the thing. If it is a thing, hmm. see, I don't know about that. I think if
0: if they show that, I think that's the quote unquote big project. Um, but I, I'm with you where I don't, I don't think that's what it is. Will that come at some point? Probably. Yeah. But I feel like that seems like more of a Nintendo Direct thing to me than. A Pokemon
1: presents thing. I mean, they announced um, Pokemon Let's Go the first time in a, uh,
2: Pokemon yeah, weird ass press conference where yeah, they exactly. like spoke all about. Oh yeah, the-
1: no, you're right. That wasn't. That was in one
0: of those May. That and was, it was in bizarre. One of those May and it seems like that's yeah. what
1: this is like taking For the June. place of. Like and they, yeah, they usually Plus, have the big rollout thing where they try to announce pretty much at least one thing in all of their verticals. Where it's like here's a trading card thing, yeah. and here's clothes, and here's plushies. You know, they try to do all that stuff. Um so yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be too crazy, I don't think because even then when they announced Pokemon Let's Go, they announced Pokemon Sword and Shield, but just not in name. So like I could see them being right. like, uh here's Pokemon Let's Go, Togepi and Pichu, but also Gen 9 teased or whatever, right? Or the similar like remake. Right? Yeah, exactly, right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I I think that makes sense. Um so Olaf wrote in and said, What what are your expectations for the next Pokemon presents? Is that what you think? we're getting uh, or like, what do you, what I do think, you think is the big
1: project? I think the next, I think that they, they're going to keep a similar cadence to this one, right? Where the bulk of the announcements, as far as quantity is going to be, most of them are going to be like, ah, eh, not really for the, are, are part of the Pokemon fandom. Right. And then there's going to be one or two things. That's like the Pokemon snap, right? Um, maybe even a little bit higher than that. If it is gen four, uh, remakes, um, that would be
0: – yeah, that would be huge.
1: Yeah. So,
0: so yeah, I don't know. Like, I I could see that being it. I could see it being a, you know, maybe like a tease of Gen 4 and maybe that's alongside a Let's Go, you know, Johto announcement because mm-hmm. um, I, I was going to make the point that I think these are going to seem like they're replacing those you know this time of year press conferences so mm-hmm. i would expect similar caliber of announcements to that but mm-hmm. i also wouldn't have thought that a pokemon
1: snap sequel
0: would have been revealed in an event like this that's true so it's tough to say well, then again so, I, like, don't I don't know i don't know how. They,
1: like in freaking 2020 i don't know how they reveal pokemon snap <laughs> like because they have pokemon directs uh, yeah it seems like pokemon directs are all but dead you know because like they could have just did a Pokemon direct, but they they went through the trouble of making a whole new branding for it, right? It almost feels like so, uh, whether it's like a Nint it seems like it's a Nintendo mandated thing. Where Nintendo directs are like exclusively reserved for like, okay, this is like a all in like switch, you know, like um rundown of what to expect for the next two to three months or whatever, right? Um yeah. because with indies, they stopped calling those like Nindy's directs and stuff like that. Now they're uh um indie world indie world so for them to like see go with pokemon and that, Pokemon I, presents
0: my thing is i don't i don't know that that means anything more than it is at face value though just because like 2020 is such a weird year yeah and i was having a conversation about this with uh with chewy uh chewy Place. And we were kind of going back and forth about it, and, like, I don't think that you can take anything that happens this year to really mean anything.
1: That's true. Because,
0: like, the Pokemon company is definitely, like, their PR strategy and team is way more evolved than the way that Nintendo generally handles things. Mm -hmm. Because they have a lot more, they have their hands in, like, so many pots, you know? So the idea that Nintendo Directs are slowed down because Nintendo's resources are, you know, messed up right now. Mm Um, is a theory that makes a ton of sense to me. Mm-hmm. And the idea that the Pokemon company is like, cool, like we're we still got to keep announcing. this. Yes. Like our stuff is not slowing down. So here's this thing. Um, because it like we said, they already had their own press conferences. They already had other events where they announced things that weren't, here's the next Pokemon game on Nintendo Switch, right. right? Um So I think Pokemon Snap is like the only thing I see here. That I think I could have seen at a Nintendo Direct otherwise. So it's like it's tough to think of like when they say another big project, it's got to be a Snap level announcement or bigger, and that could be a Gen Four remake, or it could just be another thing yeah. that we're that is going to come totally out of left field in the same way that Snap did, where it's like, oh shit, maybe DJ gets his Pokemon Coliseum uh, sequel, no, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> like no. we're not Coliseum, what was it? Uh, uh, well, they're XD, both the same. They're Artists. both the same thing
1: um but i mean yeah because it feels like pokemon pretty much has always wanted to take control of their messaging like pokemon will show up in like an e3 event or whatever right but pokemon always announces it right before they're like hey we're doing pokemon uh freaking alpha sapphire and omega i mean yeah omega ruby we're doing and, like, that and pokemon then a month e3 later
0: really not a standard thing yeah either.
1: exactly like that's
0: that that them having that, that presence at the Switch uh, event a few years back was like a big deal because they don't usually, they're not usually yeah, yeah, a part they don't of usually go. Nintendo yeah. stuff
1: because they announce their own stuff at their own time. They're like, we don't need to be grouped in with your stuff. You're going to slow us down. We're Pokemon, <laughs> you know.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, so let's let's jump into the mail pot. We've got a few more questions I wanna I wanna dive into here. Um, so this one uh, came by email. Uh, Soby wrote in just like you can to me at Pete at LuPods And he said, hey there, Pete, Steve, and DJ. Not DJ, AJ. Close. Here are my questions for this week's Mailpot. So I'm taking his number one question, and I'm moving it to the bottom because it plays into our main topic real nicely. So just get ready for a real primo segue, boys. Okay, so number two. What's the best thing about Nintendo right now? And just saying the games doesn't count. I mean, Nintendo as a company and their business strategies with the Switch so far. I think... uh, to me the best thing about the Nintendo switch and how Nintendo has played things is the way that they brought all of their development power under one banner. Cause I think obviously handhelds have really done well for them in the past, but I like, especially during the three DS Wii U era, I feel like we felt the pain of them needing to develop a ton of content for two skews. Yeah. And it always felt like, one was always better served than the other, mm-hmm. right? Because it was and easier it was to almost always the 3ds,
1: <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah. Or the DS and the Wii, yeah. right? You got a lot more cool first-party Nintendo games on the DS than you did on the Wii, mm-hmm. um, and not to say that there were none, but now it feels like the games that used to be reserved for the console games are like, whoa, that's like the big, like tentpole stuff. Like and then all those other games that would have been handheld games, yeah, like your Pokemons, your Breath of the Wilds, your Odysseys, whatever. It's
1: all going on one place. There's no question. There's no when. Came where's back. the next Zelda game coming? Is it going to be a handheld? No, it's right. all one thing now. Yeah.
0: And I I think that's the biggest thing is like I think that's made it way easier to be a Nintendo fan, quote unquote, rather than I'm a Nintendo oh, like handheld a gamer.
1: Yeah. Or right.
0: Exactly. But I don't fuck with the Wii U. Yeah. You know. Right. Um, because now you have all of that everywhere so it's like this year right we have had already a few exclusive pieces of nintendo software and we're complaining that there's like nothing yeah you know whereas that's because we're spoiled by how great the output is on the switch
1: yeah like they they put on animal crossing if they put animal crossing is like a nintendo holiday release level game right that came out in the first three months of yeah. the year. <laughs> and people are like, oh, there's nothing. Yeah. It's a drought. It's like, what? <laughs> like, that's crazy. <laughs> We're getting <laughs> right, freaking yeah, Paper exactly. Mario next month.
0: <laughs> so, I don't, I don't. And we have Pokemon DLC right now. Yeah, like, exactly. We
1: Yeah. We've
0: probably getting some Mario games later this year. So, um, yeah, I, I think that it's the synergy of the brand right now that's the best thing about nintendo is that the switch is a compelling place to play games and it has a fucking great software library that never feels like there's a gap like there's always a reason for me to pick up my nintendo switch and i have not felt that way about a nintendo console since the gamecube
2: in terms of like business strategy so i think something we've spoken about a lot on the show is probably the nintendo directs are such a huge oh, yeah. like impact for them and the, they were ahead of absolutely everyone they've been doing them for years way before everyone else but you can like see that sony and and microsoft are playing catch up now with the state of play and inside xbox and showing off everything they've got it's just been such a good way to keep the fans up to date keep the hype alive like whenever they announce a, a direct it's like everyone stops like the pokemon presents thing this week wasn't even like a full-blown direct but it went out through the usual channels and everyone stopped and like watched and like reported on Pokemon and where we're talking about on the, on the show here. So like I think those really can't be um, discounted either as part of like a huge part of their strategy. But I also think the fact that Nintendo aren't just in the video game space like they are, seem to be expanding their brand out a lot more like more movies with the new mario brothers movie there's the um the theme park at universal and there's the, the legos the lego sets yeah there's all sorts of stuff that they're kind of expanding their it's mainly mario but like a, a lot of their other franchises i think we'll probably see expand as well as as like they've done with pokemon and as they've done with mario maybe we'll see uh, Zelda series. I think that was rumored to be coming to Netflix at some point. So we'll see.
0: We hear that rumor like every two or three mm-hmm, years sure. and it's like, maybe it'll happen this time.
1: Yeah. I mean, we hear Pokemon so, Snap every year. We got it. We got there. <laughs> so, who knows? Uh, dude, anything's possible. Anything's possible. I, I, I said it on a
0: show of ours recently, in video games, like nothing is ever truly dead. Like, anything can come back at
1: any time. You never fucking know. We technically got Half-Life 3 this year. <laughs> so... There's that. I think, yeah, like fucking A. Does that mean <laughs> I, can, you,
2: I might get a new F-Zero game at some point? Then, I, I really, yeah, I, I really it know. literally
0: does because it could happen. There's no reason to say that. like For you to say that anything emphatically will never happen again is foolish, I think, because yeah. it's like we've seen crazier things than another F-Zero game.
1: Yeah, at one point, the idea of Sonic coming to a Nintendo platform impossible dude but now it's like the idea of a sonic game not coming to a nintendo platform is like what (laughs) so Mm -hmm. so you never know yeah I i would say something similar as far as like i think that the best part about nintendo is just that i mean realistically they just have vision they know what they are they understand that they're now, more than a video game company, like the most powerful asset that they have is Mario, is Pokemon, is Zelda. They can, like, video games can explode tomorrow, and they would just have to pivot and be like, all right, Mario's a movie thing now, you know, like he's on TV. Pokemon, we're doubling down on anime. Zelda, it's a Netflix series or whatever, right? Like, they have IP that is only like rivaled by Disney, and that's wild. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, they they definitely have the most valuable IP in video games, you know? Yeah. Like, Mario is, uh, a, to that point, right, is a character that is as recognizable worldwide as Mickey Mouse. Mm-hmm. Like, that is, uh, that's real power. Right. Uh, so, next question is, what's the worst thing about Nintendo right now? Same rules apply.
2: Uh, online services.
0: Um, yeah, definitely online services. Uh, I And I, I think that's, like, I don't even think it's arguable. And, like game experience aside from a business perspective like there's so many things that they could be doing that their competitors have been doing for years that they just don't and like not only would they make their on like the experience of their games better they could charge more for the service they could make more money on you know um the the like um not streaming but Like, the apps that they have for the NES and the SNES and all that stuff. Like, there's so many things that they could be doing if they had more vision in the online space. Because I think when it comes to hardware, when it comes to software, I'm with you. They have vision. When it comes to online, they have sorely lacked vision forever and have made seemingly no effort to bring in people that do. And that's what really frustrates me about them more than anything is, like, Nintendo does have money and resources as far as vision goes that could build that
1: i would disagree with that on the on the end of like vision because like they've been on board and trying online since it was possible like there's online solutions since the freaking famicom (laughs) it's just that they pull out too fast they're like hey let's try this online thing okay it's not doing what we thought it was gonna do all right we're not doing it anymore and then they stop if it's not immediately successful then they're done and they're not going to try it again for a long time. Virtual boy. Then they're like, all right, we're not messing with 3D. 3DS came out. Okay, we'll mess with it. You know, it's that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fair to say that, like, looking at their history, right, like, I think there were times where they had vision and saw the opportunity there. But I think if you look at their online services, like, since the Wii, they really haven't evolved very much.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. And, and that's, that's what I'm talking saying. talking about I'm saying that came out 14 years ago now. I'm saying that they have vision in the sense that they'll try it, but they don't, stick with online because they don't see it as like a uh something that is going to help sustain them in any way
0: uh okay next question what would be the one thing that you think nintendo needs to change for their next console be it how they do business or the system itself it's online yes for all the reasons we just said that's it i think otherwise they're on fire right now yep uh mm-hmm. all right so oh i'm sorry did you have something else no i said i agree <laughs> oh, okay cool um all right, so last question from Asobi. Now that the Pokemon's first DLC is out, would you prefer if the Pokemon company would continue with making DLCs for their mainline Pokemon games instead of making follow-ups or remasters of their games a la Black and White 2, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, etc.? Yeah. Shout-out to Chloe, the master of Mario Sunshine. Best, Asobi.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even play the games, but that seems like a way better strategy than having to rebuy and replay the whole game before you can get the new content. It just seems Yeah, it's a fucking lead.
0: I'll I'll never buy a game like that again. I would just won't. I don't have the time to play a game twice like that. Um and I I don't think that the main, the main experience of modern Pokemon games is really only fun for me once most of the time. Um so like I don't want to play an Ultra Sword or something like that whereas the DLC was like, "Yep, day one purchase. I'm totally excited to jump back in and keep playing." Right.
1: Yeah, I feel the same way. All
0: right. So that'll take us into our main topic then, uh, which is a question from, again, Left Eye Lazy over on the Discord. He says, do you see a future for Pokemon games as a game as a service, like Destiny 2, where the core game is released and new islands slash Pokemon come out as expansions every year or so?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I talk about that a lot, where I think that Pokemon, like, just how the franchise is set up, like, on a lower level, it just makes more sense for them to develop it as a world and not as one-off instances. It doesn't make sense for them to be like, here's this new region, and it exists on this cartridge, right? When they can now, because the way technology works, there's this new region, and we just added it to the world of Pokemon, download it, it's... $40 $40 or whatever, or even 60 you know, with the free-to-play download that you have, or whatever, right? So, I, I think that Pokemon is at a point where it can be a platform, and it should be.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it would serve the development of the game better, mm-hmm. because, like, I think we <clears throat> often talk about how their, you know, their cycle is not good, mm-hmm. and the reason that you don't see as much innovation in the franchise is, I think, longtime players want and i think fans of other franchises kind of expect is because pokemon gets developed on a much shorter timeline than most other games of its caliber and if it was a platform where they didn't have to be like okay shit we need to make this entire new thing from the ground up again every two years which it seems like they're moving away from anyway with the dlc model which is again a good thing um i think that would only make it easier
1: yeah right it it would make it dramatically easier because it's kind of like um what sony and microsoft were talking about with the ssds right where it's like updates are easier now because you don't have to reinstall everything we can just say okay what's new here and that's what gets installed that's kind of how they can approach development now it's like okay we don't have to make new tree models or whatever right like the world's already good and maybe they get to a point where generational leaps happen and that's when they update those kind of assets they don't have to remake the trees every time they make a new game. <laughs> so it's, it's it just lets them improve at a better pace.
0: Yeah, and I think you can, like, iterate on your ideas more. And, like, the generational changes will feel more significant then, right? Because, sure, I can, like, for all intents and purposes, right, I'm buying two Pokemon games with this DLC. Like, I'm giving them the same amount of money as if I pay, played two games. And I think if they put out one of those every year rather than two for the next three years or four years even, and then, you know, it's been five years since I played Sword and Shield the first time, and then there's a new Pokemon game that actually feels like a big leap forward, that would be awesome. And I think everyone would be more down for that because then it would feel like, cool, if you're in on Pokemon, you'll keep getting the DLC, you'll keep doing what you're going to do. And if you're not when you do come back it feels significant it feels like a change it feels like an update
1: i i mentioned i mentioned in a video a few weeks ago, where I think that the best case scenario for Pokemon is one per generation, where it's like, okay, this is the Pokemon world as it exists on Nintendo Switch, and every year or every two years we add to that with expansions and DLC and all that stuff or whatever, right? Rather than here's Pokemon and this is what Pokemon is going to be for the next year and a half or two years if we're lucky, and then they do now what it seems like it seems like they're going to probably be on a two year cycle if. You know, next year we get a Pokemon game where it's like, okay, here's Pokemon uh, Sword and Shield. And then the year after that, here's Pokemon Sword and Shield Expansion Pass. And then the year after that, here's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl remakes. And then the year after that, here's Pokemon Diamond and Pearl DLC, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, I think that's the best-case scenario that we can hope for now, unless they continue to make DLC for Sword after uh, freaking Diamond and Pearl comes out, and then they do that expansion pass, and then they do another expansion pass for Sword, you know, and they uh, pass it back and forth until they're ready to uh, uh, release the next generation.
0: My hope is that they can extend that timeline with the dlc and then accentuate that gap with the spin-off games mm-hmm. like a okay so to your point right we have sword and shield sword and shield's year of dlc next year we get let's go johto year after that we get or maybe next year we get pokemon snap year after that it's let's go johto and then we get the Sinnoh remakes and then we get a year of dlc for that and then we get a new you
1: really game. think pokemon then, snap is b- a big enough game to be their thing for the year
0: I think if there's also a, a Let's Go Johto caliber game, I do. Okay.
2: Um, I, I think they... you'll see that with, with uh, Detective Pikachu. I don't think there's going to sure. be a Let's Go, but you've got those two that's like, here's the two Pokemon you got. We've added Mega Evolutions to Pokemon Go, and then we're we're now working on the next generation of, of Pokemon, which will be coming out yeah. in 2022.
0: And, and I think, um, and you've made this point before, like how they've kind of pivoted the way the anime is coming out so it's not as tied to the games. Like, they can do things to kind of extend that gap in a way that doesn't limit the content that's yeah, coming out. because it almost feels like while, that,
1: that's what they're doing like because usually yeah. the anime is just a retelling of what the game story is but now the anime is like you have ash and you have go and let's travel the pokemon world hey i got this guy he's in gallard check him out all right come home all right, I need you to go to Hoenn. You know, like that's what the 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 anime structure is more like now, uh, rather than it being just hey, it's the whole Galler storyline.
0: Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a good way to play it. And they can like kind of if if they commit to that and to like those kind of side games and stuff, like as hey, this counts. That that could give us what we're, what we're hoping for, and like to bring it back to the Pokemon Snap of it all. Pokemon Snap, I think, will be a huge game. I don't know that it has the same legs as a franchise. Like, I think if they are like, oh, we're going to make a Pokemon Snap 2 within two years, maybe that doesn't sell as well. Or I guess that would be three
1: or whatever. I don't, I don't think I, I, I don't, Snap I'm, I'm, I'm not necessarily but, uh, referencing, like, if it's a big enough game to sell well. I just mean a big enough game to hold people's attention for that long, you know? Mm, I See, I actually don't know that that even matters. Because, like,
0: I feel like... With video games, like, most video games have their moment and then go away. Mm-hmm. And that's fine for most games. Like, you look at Pokemon Mystery Dungeon, like, that wasn't really, like, a huge thing. Right. But I'm sure it sold fine, and they were happy with it enough that it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, but
1: that was, to, to that, that, that great. point, Pokemon Mystery Dungeon is, it came out in a year where Pokemon Sword and Shields expansion pass is coming out. So, like, it's not just, it's not the right. thing that they're pinning the year on, Right. So, like, I could see, like, if Pokemon Snap is coming out, and then also it's, like, another thing. Like, uh, to your point, I think um, Steve said. Let's go, let's go Pikachu. Yeah, I could see that happen.
0: Yeah, I think that would be be great uh, if you do it that way. And then, like, you create this scenario where, like, you can have at least a three- or four-year development cycle if you play your cards that way, and that would be sick. Uh, Particularly if they do the remake as well. 'Cause then that extends it even further and you can use the same engine.
1: Yeah. You know, like I'd be totally fine. I with mostly that. just like, want them to to rock their development. I want them to have all hands on deck and say everything we develop contributes to everything else we develop in some way, shape or form. That's mm-hmm. the main thing that I think that they should do. Um, because then they can do these, like, interstitial situations and say, here's uh, Pokemon, let's go Johto, or whatever, right? And in some way, that's going to contribute to the engine of the next game. And same thing for the Sinnoh rebate. Like, how we talked about before, where it's like, they'll introduce things, like, in the past, where it's like, Pokemon, follow you now, and then the next game is gone, because the team that did that is not involved with the next yeah. game. But in this case, they're like, okay, yeah, we, we set... Everything in the place so that we can bring that feature forward, right?
2: See, I think I wouldn't want a Pokemon Let's Go or a mini interim game. I would want, like, a this is this studio makes one game, it's called Pokemon, and they just add to it and they keep adding to it. And rather than like a remake of Gem 4, or we get Johto added. Johto just gets added to Pokemon, and it's like, you can now travel from this area to this area in the game, and you can catch Pokemon in this area, and you can, like, take them over to this area, and that's what Destiny's 2 is doing, they're bringing content in from Destiny 1, is now getting pulled into Destiny 2, they're eventually going to add the entire game of Destiny 1 into Destiny 2, and at some point they're just going to drop the Destiny 2 title, they have to, and it's just going to be Destiny, Destiny, because... They had some like weird deal with Activision where this was this should have been like Destiny Four mm-hmm. now by yeah, the expansions, right. and so the, now they've dropped that and they've got the freedom to do full MMO game as a service. They can do what they want, and I think. Um, that's kind of what a lot of people would I, what I think would want for pokemon just like a full open world go wherever the hell you want go to every single area they've ever added you can just keep they can just keep adding to it and adding to it maybe each one of those is an expansion pack that you have to buy so like if you want to add Johto to it you pay another 20 dollars and it gets added and that unlocks x number of pokemon and you can like trade them with people and all of that stuff could just be added to the game The fucked up thing is, I think you could do both. I really do. Like, I think that could be the main game, and you could
0: still put out a let's go.
1: I think they have to do both, because Pokemon is too big as far as, like, the audiences that they serve for them to have one game cater to everybody right like if they put out that's for if they put out the pokemon game i think you will fall off steve like it, then it won't be yeah game. absolutely so they would need to do the pokemon game and then also still have let's go and still have snaps and stuff okay. like that and i think that yeah, they could it, do that i just when, when i say i think that they should all contribute to each other i just think that that helps them, you know, rationalize it to themselves. Even if they do have to continue to say, okay, uh, we want a new Mystery Dungeon game, but we as a company don't have the bandwidth for that, so let's bring in Spike Chunsoft again. And, okay, we want to do Pokemon Snap, so let's hit up Bandai Namco. Or, you know, th- the way things are looking, Nintendo needs to just acquire Bandai Namco at this point because they're helping them with, like, all of their games. <laughs> like, Dude, I know, <laughs> like, right? Like,
2: I'm,
0: I've been thinking that recently. I'm like, I, are they working on every fucking yeah, game now? Because, like, it feels wild. like it. Like, you not know
2: metroid though not metroid nah, anymore right, dude. <laughs> that did not work out huh? um
0: but yeah like i don't know i i wonder if that's possible like, it, has I wonder if that, it
1: has to be it
0: has to be i bet it's a thing that they're thinking about i really do
1: the only thing that like, i th- i feel like that might like make weird is because it can't it can no longer be like the, i feel like they would have to sell off some of their other licenses and their deals and stuff like that because like Nintendo can't be the place where everybody goes to play Tekken you know like that or like Dark Souls yeah (laughs) or even like a lot of the anime licensed games like I I just I think like Dragon Ball Z is too big to be console exclusive you know yeah yeah that's a good point
2: they could do it Nintendo's market cap is six times Bandai Namco yeah so they could absolutely they could absolutely do it they could just do a share swap
0: I wonder, I wonder if it would even, like, make sense for them to do that, though. I
2: think it
1: would. Like,
0: or if it just makes sense to just keep working with them because, like, Bandai Namco has the bandwidth to, like, work on as many Nintendo games as Nintendo wants, mm. and they can also make a ton of money making games on other platforms or publishing games on other platforms. Because that's a thing that they do a lot, where, like, they, like, you know, Dark Souls, they don't ha- have any fucking hand in developing it. They just publish it and, like, collect a fucking paycheck, you know? So, like, why not do that? Why not play both fields of like yeah we'll have all our development teams work with Nintendo on this highly valuable IP that we can make better and make sell better and also keep pumping out all these anime games on PlayStation 4 you
2: know but why is Nintendo not opening new studios or acquiring other studios like if they really need the capacity why aren't they just like hiring more themselves I don't think Nintendo
1: Nintendo because I think in this case it might be more cost effective yeah and I also because right because it's like you think about it Nintendo has 5,000 or something like their staff is huge and th- it's just they're not Sony in the sense where it's like or in this case uh, more recently Microsoft where they're like hey we have the initiative they'll hire 100 new developers and then they're like alright you're Nintendo EPD group 11 and you're Nintendo EP group 12 you know like <laughs> it's just they, they add more to the development studios but they don't care to like brand them you know
0: well, and I think it's that the reality is, like, Nintendo does own several studios. They have a lot of studios at their disposal, and they have a lot of second-party relationships, like, with Game Freak and, you know, whoever, and... I think, like, and they don't
1: usually acquire the, people. At the end of the day, they're
0: you. Yeah, their well, acquisitions. Like they, they don't
1: need to. almost of, always because they're backed into a corner. Like retro, they acquired them because they were like, okay, we started this joint partnership thing, and then that went under with the the other of uh, like the guy that founded Iguana and all that stuff. So we have to buy the studio because we already dumped so much money into this thing that we need to like recoup. <laughs> yeah, and like not lose that talent yeah, pool too. Right. And I think like when you look at like what
0: they're doing with N- Namco Bandai, it's like, all right, does it make sense for us to spend the money to establish another studio to help Sakurai with development, or like hire a hundred people that we need to pay a salary to indefinitely and all that kind I of stuff? I think for Nintendo. Or- do we outsource that work to a, a competent developer that we have a great relationship I
1: think if we're thinking in the sense of Nintendo and they if they want Pokemon to be bigger and all that stuff right I think that in that regard yes it makes sense like I think Pokemon specifically like for that property they need to to think teams and not staff because that's a big problem with them working on games on their cycle right now is because it's a lot harder to incorporate a new hire than it is to look at a team that has already established this working dynamic right where it's like all right we already have all this figured out they just need to figure out how the team a works with team b and that's easier to do than how joe works with steve you know and then all that relationship over and over again until you turn a bunch of hires into one team you know
0: yeah yeah i agree All right, so as much as I would love to keep talking about this uh, for another hour, we do need to wrap it up. Uh, So again, AJ, thank you for joining us. Uh, If you want to hear our discussion about Pokemon continue, you can catch me on the Fanatics 4 show tomorrow. Um, When is that post? Uh, Saturday at 10
1: a.m. On podcast services around the globe and also on YouTube.com slash directly to you.
0: Awesome. So go check that out. Uh, we'll be having a good conversation about
1: Pokemon over there, I
0: imagine. Yeah. Um, So again, do you want to just plug your your stuff all again real quick before I go you through ours? Can
1: go to YouTube.com/fanatics4 and click on the About page. You'll find my Twitter and Parker's Twitter and all our other social media stuff. It's a great, all fun time.
0: There you go. Check it out, Fanatics Four over on YouTube. And again, if you want to support us, remember Lootpots.com. Join the Discord. Hit the YouTube channel. Join us on Twitch. Uh, usually, I've been streaming on Thursdays. I don't know. I'll probably keep doing it on Thursdays, but I think I'm gonna sh- shift it up. Do some Pokemon now for a while. AJ said he's gonna teach me how to play Smash, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, so some switches coming to the to the Twitch channel. But uh, go go give us a sub over there. Keep your eyes peeled, and as always, follow us on Twitter uh, to keep up with everything that we're doing. Things are always uh, notifications are always going off there. And, uh, you can also join the discord for the same reasons. Also a great way to get your thoughts right on the show. Uh, just like all the fine folks did in our mailpot segment this week. Thank you for writing in. And again, you can also hit me at Pete at loop just like Asobi did. And then, uh, last but not least, I'm going to plug our Patreon. Patreon.com slash is the best way to help support the show. Keep the mics and the lights on. Uh, you'll get access for a buck. You'll get access to our Patreon exclusive show after dark, uh, which we're about to go jump into right now with AJ. So, uh, Thank you again for joining us, and we'll catch you next week for another episode of the podcast.
1: Bye-bye.